0: And so what I really decided to do was to blend the clinical with the spiritual. We're in a heavily um, Christian dominated area. A lot of people feel that yoga is taking them away from God, which is not the case. Um, Hmm. I'm trying very hard to get the message out that yoga is actually an art and a science. It is science based. There are scientific studies on the practice of yoga. It is an ancient practice. It is not a religion. Yes, there's a spiritual component, but if you go to an AA meeting, there's a spiritual component.
1: Welcome to the Wayward Lasses All The Things Podcast. Real content. encouraged
2: Encouraging. For real women. Affirming. loving, Every age
1: and stage of life. Are you ready to get real with the Wayward Lasses? You've come to the right place. Let's go hello everybody and welcome to the next episode of the wayward lasses all the things podcast i'm your host today Brittany, joined by my sister courtney
2: hello sister
1: and our mother amy hello ladies and our special guest for this evening carrie holshue Yay. Hi, ladies. <laughs> welcome <Hi>. carrie <laughs> thank you we are so excited to have her on the show, and we're going to introduce her here in just a little bit and kind of dive into what Carrie has to offer. Uh, but before we do that, uh, mom's got trivia for us today, and we're crossing our fingers that's it's good trivia. Oh. <laughs> I have faith in you, mom.
0: Thank
3: you. Thank Love you, you Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we. right. Well, I'll probably do like three right, in case they're boring and you guys start to roll your eyes at me. So this this is – these are riddles. So what am I? So I'm usually white and used for cutting and grinding. When I'm damaged, humans usually remove me or fill me. And for most animals, I am a useful tool. What am I? Bone? That was my guess. You
1: got it? Is that it? No. teeth
3: <laughs> teeth it is teeth or a tooth, a tooth
0: I second guess
1: <laughs> I was right. completely lost <laughs>
3: <laughs> number two I help you from your head to your toe the more I work the smaller I grow what am I
2: I help you from your head to your toe. Mm-hmm. The more pencil. I work,
3: the smaller I grow. I'll
2: A pe- pencil. It's
0: good. Heart, Heart muscle? But... No. Good
2: guess.
0: <laughs> good. I don't even know if that gets smaller, but. <laughs> it could, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I,
1: don't
0: <No>. <laughs> I don't
3: know. I don't know.
1: Say it again.
3: All right. One more time. I help you from your head to your toe. The more I
2: work, the smaller I grow.
1: I have no idea.
2: The head thing's throwing me off. Head to toe thing. Uh, it's a,
0: is it your brain? brain? But if it works harder and gets smaller, does that make you stupid?
2: Is it a body
0: part?
2: <laughs> <laughs> what give is it? We give up. Go for it. <laughs>
3: A bar of soap. Oh, oh my goodness. My goodness.
0: All We're right. getting all. That's a good one. I like that it's a one. Good one. Yeah. That but is it's
3: good. Very good. All right. I'm trying to choose between these two. All right. You go at red, but stop at green. What am I?
0: What's up, A, a New Jersey driver. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah. <laughs> yes! I won! I'm the winner!
2: <laughs> you stop at green and go at red. Yeah. Is this correct? So it's opposite? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Brittany?
1: I've, these are all over my head. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's a watermelon. Oh,
0: okay. Oh. Look at you! Look at you. <laughs> Thank God you. I didn't have money on that one.
3: <laughs> I never oh. would
2: have gotten that one.
0: Would have been in trouble.
2: Oh yeah. Lord, New York, New, New, do- New Jersey driver is not inaccurate. No, in- yeah, that's not inaccurate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to do one more at least so someone can get it right.
2: Okay.
3: I don't know if you'll get this one right. All right. I'm tall when I'm young, and I'm short when I'm old. What am I? A pencil. No, but that's a good guess.
2: That's a good guess. Brittany, you're
3: really sticking to that pencil. I'm tall when I'm old. I'm tall when I'm young, and I'm short when
2: I'm old. My brain hurts. I don't even know. (laughs) I can't guess. I can't think. No. All right.
3: It's a candle. <sighs>
2: okay, Lord, it's a candle. Do you want
3: me to stop <sighs> now? Are you starting to groan have, and roll your eyes? Have any,
1: any ones that okay, won't so yet, right? This
3: is an easy one. Okay, so okay, this is number five. I said I was going to stop at three. I even got this one. I have a head and a tail. They will never meet. Having too many of me is always a treat. What am I?
1: Coins.
2: Yes, coin. I agree.
0: Yay! Yay. Oh <laughs> <laughs> One of us is smart. <laughs> we
2: did it. Hey. <laughs> right. Those were good. Great good job. job. Mom, those hey. were good. Those were fun. I like. it. Okay. That's <laughs> cool. That's approved. That's Courtney That's approved. approved. Okay. Yes. Good job, right.
1: <laughs>
2: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Court.
1: All, <laughs> all right. So we're going to hop into today's episode, and today's episode is all about diving into Carrie and her business and her passions and the stories that she has to tell us. Um, so we're going to give you a moment here, just a uh, little bit, to kind of describe yourself to us and introduce yourself to the audience. Um I do know that you moved down from New Jersey to South Carolina last year, right? Yep, about 19 months ago. Mm -hmm. 19 months ago, yep. And she also has her own business called Soul Purpose Yoga and Wellness, which is a mobile yoga and wellness business. So, without further ado, Carrie, would you care to introduce yourself to our listener listeners? Sure. Thank you again for
0: having me. You guys are adorable. (laughs) Um, So, my name is Carrie Holshue. And good job on the pronunciation. I actually met someone from Germany when I moved here and I was working my first restaurant job and he was German. And he said, oh, Carrie Holtzschuh. And oh. I said, oh my gosh, it sounds like a sneeze. I never knew that. <laughs> That's the pronunciation. So we all know now. Um, so my, I named my business um, Soul Purpose Yoga and Wellness. I've had it for about three years now. Um, I had other businesses before this that were in the nutrition and um, like organic um, natural product world because I did that for a long while in another life. And um, so I started with yoga, but then I became a certified health and wellness practitioner. I became a certified aerial yoga teacher, and then I'm Reiki level two. Um, and then I transitioned into the mental health field. So I'm halfway through my master's to become a clinical um. Yeah mental health practitioner and I've worked in counseling centers and I worked in an addiction clinic. Addiction's kind of like my jam. That's my favorite field. And um, that all went on hold because during COVID, I was very active in that world, as you could imagine. And -hmm. then I had my two daughters who were struggling during that time and I was extremely exhausted, but I do miss the field. And so what I decided to do when I moved here and I was like, well, I really want to pursue my passion again how can I do this in a completely different location? Because I had a really nice setup back home and, you know, Mm -hmm. I had 18 years there and I was known and I had a following. And so what I really decided to do was to blend the clinical with the spiritual. I'm, we're in a heavily um, Christian dominated area. A lot of people feel that yoga is taking them away from God, which is not the case. Um, Hmm. I'm trying very hard to get the message out that yoga is actually an art and a science. It is science based. There are scientific studies on the practice of yoga. It is an ancient practice, is not a religion. Yes, there's a spiritual component, but if you go to an AA meeting, there's a spiritual component, so i um, just trying to get the message out because I'm in a very different area. So I'm not mm-hmm. accustomed to bumping up against people saying, well, we can't call it yoga, but we could call it exercise. And I'm like, well, I'm also getting a fitness certification and yoga is not exercise. Um, you know, it's it's very different than exercise. The actual heartbeat of yoga is breath work and stillness. Um, it's shavasana, which, which they call deep relaxation. And so before the asanas, the physical poses were ever created, you were actually breathing and sitting in meditation. And that is the heartbeat of yoga. The uh-huh. physical postures came much later. And that was because we understood the human condition is to ha- is, is through movement, that somatic movement of moving energy, moving emotions through the body so that you could achieve that state of stillness. And so that's where the asanas came in and they weren't meant to be fitness. Um, it's, it's a series of structured aligned poses. Um, most lineages have a, it's a sequential, you know, there's a sequence, it's very structured and strategic, and then you sit in meditation, um, and you can begin with breathing and end with breathing. And so what I decided to do here was still remain mobile and I love to create experiences. So I do hiking and yoga. I do kayaking and yoga. I have horse trail rides and yoga. Um, I do premier wellness retreats. I might find space to hold a class or two per week. Um, but I did a very long stint in studios and I just want to move away from that. It's not a, you know, a judgmental thing. It's not like I have something against studio based yoga, but Um, I like being out on my own. I like the autonomy and I like the experience. And I also like pairing yoga with nature because we know that nature is the ultimate healer. And so yoga actually mimics a lot of the observations of what you find in nature, like just think animals and then there's tree pose. Um, and yoga is a lot about being fluid like water. And Mm -hmm. so you can take the elements of, of yoga in and come, you know, pair them up with the elements of nature and you have a really great healing opportunity. And most people like doing yoga outside. So that's kind of what I decided to do. And I think some people look at me like, who is this girl and what is she doing? Um, (laughs) because I think I'm offering something unique and different. And then I, I also do a lot of dream, uh, deep trauma work and and trauma facilitation. That doesn't mean that you have to have something wildly traumatic in your past or your life to work with me, but I'm very adept at that. So um, if you have a lot of trauma or you've had a chaotic um, childhood or um, any type of death, grief, um, addiction issues in your life or your family life, and you come to me, I'm, you know, that's kind of my jam. So you're getting, I feel like, the best of both worlds, meeting, clinical, spiritual. Um, so I really pride myself on being grounded, pragmatic, and practical. So again, not a judgment, but I'm not really into the foo-foo aspect of yoga. I, again, I did that for a very long time. I've been a student of yoga for 22 years and teaching for 10. Wow. Um, so yeah, I started yoga very, very young. And that's kind of how I recovered from my uh, birth, from my pregnancy and birth after my first daughter saved me. And I was a big fitness junkie and I'm a former triathlete. Um, yeah. And yoga really healed me from a lot of injuries and a lot of uh, adrenal fatigue and burnout. So there's this beautiful healing component to yoga. Um, and then there's also, we know what it does for the mind and the mental faculties, which is why I love using it for trauma, anxiety, depression, etc.
1: Yeah, that's a perfect combination there, trying to just to encompass it all in one, once and having to go to different places for this need and here and for that, mm-hmm. you can kind of offer all of it. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I had a question for you, if you don't mind sharing, what made you move from New Jersey down to South Carolina?
0: It's a crazy story. I had a uh, a real cush deal. I was in a I was in a house that looked like something out of a magazine. My friend um, was uh, willed it from her father, mm-hmm. and in very traditional old school Jersey Shore fashion, it was a um, front and back house. You don't see that now. And after Superstorm Sandy in this particular town, Ortley Beach, New Jersey, Sandy wiped out almost the entire town, literally. It was devastating. And so when people rebuilt, a lot of them that had front and back houses just made one home. Well, this Mm -hmm. was a front and back house. And this friend of mine had the front house and her sister had the back house. I was a block from the ocean and I could walk to the bay. And I had a wow. yoga studio in my home, and I had my own private beach, and I taught yoga on a sailboat. Whoa. And or, I know, I know, I had some, I, I have some really awesome experiences. I'm very lucky like that. Um, that was the best summer of my life. Wow. And um, so I knew it was coming. I just had this strong intuition, and I sat my kids down and I said, "Don't ask me why. You know, I get these feelings." But I think my friend is going to tell me that, that, that she's going to put the house on the market. And this is going to go really fast. And I'm telling you right now, I'm going to relocate. And you're coming with me or you're not. But I'm, I'm out of here. And sure enough, like four days later, my friend sat me down and said, I'm putting the house on the market. It's sold in five days. I had four weeks to get out. And I kid you not, I take risks, but I am more calculated and strategic than I think people give me credit for.
2: Yeah.
0: So what I decided to do was, well, I don't want to overwhelm myself. I don't want to like be stressed with, I have to find the home. I have to find the job. And I was so burnt out from all of the work I was doing Ah. uh, with COVID that I became a woofer. And woofing is an organic Ah. farming association. And I literally became an organic farmer. And oh, I yeah. lived, I lived in Wearsall, South Carolina, for three and a half months on an organic farm. And okay. while I learned farming and sustainability, <gasps> hold on, chive, quiet. I'm so sorry. No, I just, okay. in, I just moved into a new place, and her pet is a military macaw, a very large <laughs> bird. <baby.
1: laughs> <laughs>
0: and he's like so pissed right now that he's not on camera. <laughs> Because <laughs> he has not said anything this whole time. And now he's like, oh my God, you're on camera talking? That's hysterical. He talks. He says, I love you. He says, oh he says hello. God. It's hilarious. Anyway, I'm sorry. Um, so I lived on the farm and it was perfect because I, I said to my kids, I want to get back to my essence. I want to get back to my soul my purpose. I want hands in the dirt. And I've always wanted to have this experience. So my kids were like, you're nuts. We love you. This is so you, you're crazy, but this is so you and you have to do it. And I mean, what great kids to be like mom. Very supportive. Yeah. Very. Well, I was a single mom for a very long time. Okay. And a lot, you know, a lot of the heavy lifting fell on me. So um, this was really my chance to gain a little bit more composure and it was a very difficult day to say goodbye. Um, yeah, I but imagine. I was just there and I go, you know, I've been there home four or five times since I moved. My youngest has been here three times. My oldest has been here a couple times. So, um, and we FaceTime and, you know, yeah. we talk and, you know, kids, they're, they're 21 and 20, um, 20. So it's not like I abandoned my kids. It's not right. like oh, they're, old they're old enough. enough. Well, they're <laughs> kind of like situated, but they're like texters. And sometimes I'm like, this is not good enough for me. Yeah. FaceTime me. I yeah. need to see your face. And then I get like five minutes and they're like, I gotta go. Like I have a life. I'm so busy. Like I have nothing going on, you know, like I'm a (laughs) decrepit old lady and I have nothing better to do, Yeah, but I love them. So that's, that's how I ended up here. How I ended up in Greenville was really by fate. Um, I, I'm very private and reserved, believe it or not. And I don't tell people a lot. And so very few people knew, like I'm talking four and out of those four people, three of them were like, Oh, move to Greenville yeah oh, wow. We didn't know, they didn't know each other, so they no one knew that they were giving the same information. yeah, and it worked perfect because my daughter's grandparents have been in Bluffton for seventeen years, so this was like almost uh comfortable, yeah. it wasn't like I'm moving to Hawaii and my right. kids being like, "What? It's like, oh, you live three and a half hours from grandma and grandpa we can we can we can you know get on board with that. yeah so, yeah, oh, wow. Okay. So here I am, farmer farmer yoga teacher. <laughs> love it. And oh, I showed man. up to the farm with a shirt, and I was like, oh, this is so northern. they are probably kick <laughs> me off the farm. And it had two hoes intersecting, and it said, where are my hoes at?
2: <laughs> I'm sure they appreciated that.
0: And I was like, I don't know how this is going to go over, but I thought it was hilarious. I love it.
2: Oh I God. love that. That's awesome. <laughs> Wait, I love I um I'm from New York. I'm from Queens. So okay. I've got the heavy accent too. So I just love hearing you talk. I'm like, oh, it feels like you oh. get it?
0: It's like home, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like sarcasm is going. our love language. It,
2: it really is. It's and the here
0: truth. I feel like they think you're being snarky. And I'm like, no, this is just how I love you. Yeah. Right? <laughs>
2: I'm I've gotten so many looks that I've just started to kind of like, okay, I'm just going to sit here and just let you guys take the yeah. lead because <laughs> I'm scary. Yeah.
0: You yeah, gotta be careful who you shine your sarcasm love light on. Yeah.
2: Oh, but I love your story. That's so incredible. Um, I wanted to ask you a question about um, going back to yoga. So, for our listeners listening and wanting to reach out to you, I know that, like for me, before I ever took my first yoga class, I always thought that yoga was about stretching and about being limber and flexible. And so, I'm not very flexible and that really discouraged me from ever walking into a yoga class. So, what would you say to our listeners? I know you already kind of touched on meditation and breathing are the heartbeat of yoga, but what would you mm-hmm. say to a new person who's maybe listening to this podcast, wants to check you out, check out what you do but feels a little intimidated by the whole idea of, you know, yoga?
0: Sure. I love telling this story. I had a a woman in her seventies take a more regular base class. What I mean by that was like, I teach chair yoga. I teach, you know, to seniors. I, I call them wisdom warriors. I'm like not in love with the term seniors. Yeah. But, um, she, it wasn't a senior's class. And I thought, well, how bold and brave of this woman. And I kid you not, this woman could barely do a thing. And she's with much younger women. And within four months, I wish I had taken videos of her progress. She was she was doing poses exactly like these girls in their 20s. Wow. So I say, don't get discouraged. You have to remember we are all physiologically different. I mean, our muscles, like look at somebody's arms. You see people with really long arms. You see people with really short arms. You see people with long legs. It doesn't really matter if you can touch your toes or not. And it, it's so cliche, but that's not really what it's about. Yes, there's a flexibility component. There's a mobility component. You're, you're not just working your muscles, but you're working deep into the fascia. And that houses a lot of our emotional um, health and well-being. So there's so many facets to it. I think it's more about getting out of your head because we're really our own worst enemies and our own worst critics. So get off the couch, stop thinking about it and just go and do it. But here's my biggest tip and suggestion. You have every right as a prospective student to call and say, can I come and talk to you? Can I meet you in person? Can I see where classes are going to be held? Can I take a class for free? Yeah. Um. If you're just being thrown to the wolves, probably not a good option for you. You, beginner students deserve, they have the right to be really nurtured and nourished. And that's why I love beginner classes because I remember being that student, even being a young girl, it was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know what this is about. Everybody just tells me you feel fantastic, you know? Yeah. Um, So yeah, it's, it's not about how flexible you are. That comes, it's like anything else, consistency, consistency, consistency. I'll be very honest with people. You can take one class a week. Here's the deal on that. You're going to feel really good that day. The next day, you're going to feel the way that you feel every other day. You want to take two classes a week, you're going to feel good for two days. You take four classes a week, and I don't care if you're doing it YouTube and then taking a couple in person. I don't care if it's an hour class or a 30-minute class, you're going to see results. So it's really consistency as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I ask questions. You know, be super inquisitive. Yeah. Don't just go in blindly and just like take class. I had someone come to like one of the hardest classes that any teacher could teach, and it was a fitness yoga based class. And I was like, I can't. And they were mad at me. And I was like, You will hate yoga and you will hate me if you take this class. Like you're a beginner student, you you cannot be in this. You're you're gonna cry um, because it was it was such a strong vinyasa flow. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of times people want the money. Mm. And I'm so hopped up on ethics and integrity that if you came to me and I, I didn't think I could work with you, I'm going to mm-hmm. be honest with you. I'm going to say, this is not my scope of practice as a yoga teacher. I you know, am. your, your, your stuff is, is beyond my training, but I will refer you out. I won't ever leave you hanging. Mm-hmm. Um, so Yeah. That's I know that was like a lengthier answer. But <laughs> no, it's, it's good. Really, there's so many different components to that because yeah. like, people are so worried about flexibility and I'm more worried about the integrity and the ethics of the, of the teacher and the place that they're going to.
2: Yeah. No, this is good having you expand on you know all of the different things involved. I think there's a lot of misconceptions yeah. about yoga. So this is excellent. Oh, there are. This is excellent. Yeah. Hopefully you're, you know, just by having this conversation are encouraging people to try it out. So
0: Try it. Do yeah. YouTube. Do a twenty-minute YouTube video for beginners. You know, if you're if you're that hopped up of like, I don't want people. I always say people are like, is everyone looking at me? Yeah. You know, you feel that way. <laughs> looking at me. I'm screwing up. I don't know what I'm doing, and everyone's looking at me, and I'm like, no one's looking at you, and everyone feels the same way. Right. But if you feel that way, start off a YouTube. Yeah. there's excellent teach. I, I do yoga off of YouTube every day. They're yeah. phenomenal teachers on that ch- on that channel, yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: It's That's good.
0: That's is good there
3: advice. a recommended amount of time, regardless if you're a beginner advanced um, that you should be doing yoga, like five minutes a day is enough or you should at least put in you know a half hour. Is there a re- recommended amount of time or is it just what you can dedicate? This is a
0: great question. And this is so ironic because I, one of my best friends lives in Lecce, Italy. And so we WhatsApp each other all the time. And I messaged her today and I said, what is up with these micro yoga classes that are five to 10 minutes? (laughs) Listen, if you're a teacher and you're putting up a five minute video to demonstrate, awesome. I'm on board with that. But if you think five minutes of yoga a day that's one Uh pose. And I am warrior. That's that's one pose. It's like, what? So, and again, this is just me. Like, I'm not going to get into the thick of it with other yoga teachers. And it's just me. Um, My training was very authentic. My teacher trained in India. It was completely therapeutically aligned. We studied more lineages than you could ever fathom. I've yeah. practiced every lineage under the sun for two years on my own as a student. I, um, I don't know one lineage who would say, yeah, yoga five minutes a day. Is gonna be <laughs> but I will say this, if you are into a more young, stronger practice and you find a solid 20 minute video, that might, that's probably that's enough for you.
3: Okay.
0: If you want yin, because it they it is longer holds, it's a little more difficult to do 30 minutes of that. I'm not saying you can't, but I would say 45 to an hour for a class like that. Okay. Anything more gentle, 45 minutes to an hour. Um, I see the appeal of shorter times. Yeah. But make sure that you're really feeling the difference. Oftentimes after a 20-minute class, it's like, oh, I'm warmed up. Class is over. Yeah. Um. So just, I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't have any benefit, um, but traditionally speaking, I'm talking about like real deal yoga training classes are an hour to an hour and 15 minutes.
2: Okay.
0: Other lineages like Dharmamitra and Ashtanga, I think even Anusara classes ran 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, I think what's happening is we're living in a time where people are in such a time crunch. Mm-hmm. So I would even suggest if you cannot do a full 45 minutes to an hour, two 20-minute classes in a day, if you could swing that, would be awesome. Okay. And that could be broken into morning yoga, bedtime yoga. And I'm a big fan of those two times a day because you're, you want to rev up. Right. Your nervous system in a gentle way in the morning, and then you want to rev, you know, regulate uh, your nervous system to like wind down for bed. So hmm. okay. that's that's always one of my uh, practical suggestions. You know, can yeah. you square away two sessions for twenty minutes?
1: Okay. Yeah. Good advice. Um, I have a question for you. I feel like maybe one of the reasons why yoga is typically longer is because like you were talking about earlier uh, is the meditation aspect of it Mm -hmm. Um, and really kind of understanding the flow of energy. You're not just doing poses, but you're supposed to be feeling, you know, energy move from one place to another in connection with yourself and with, you know, the environment around you. At least that's my understanding of the time that I've done yoga and practice that meditation. Could you kind of explain um, like the relationship between meditation and yoga and how they kind of combine to make it a full experience versus just I'm standing in a pose for a certain amount of seconds? Sure. So most people are afraid of meditation. I'm, and I, you know,
0: I'm just very honest with everybody. I am a sucky meditator. <laughs> My mind is very fast. Um, I get bored easily. I had someone say to me the other day, Well, if you get bored, you're lazy. And I was like, I am the antithesis of a lazy person. I just have a really, really hard time sitting in stillness. That does not mean you don't do it, but it's there because I have friends that sit down and slip in. I'm like, where did you go? You could like tap them on the head, they're like gone. I'm like, how yeah. did you get? How did you <laughs> get that brain? You know, I'm so envious. <laughs> Um, It is a practice. So there's these things in uh, yoga, this word Sanskrit is the language. So when you hear like um, Tadasana, mountain pose, Trikonasana, triangle, it's Sanskrit. And there's a word in Sanskrit, it's called vrittis. And that's like what they refer to as the monkey mind. And so meditation is really to calm that. Where the physical practice is to move, like Brittany was saying, move that energy around. So it's difficult for someone like me to just go take a meditation class or to wake up in the morning and sit in meditation. And the morning hours are very, um, there's an auspicious time frame of like four in the morning. You'll, you'll see like if you go to an ashram in India, you're meditating. Sometimes some of them are 3.30 in the morning, but most of you start at 4, 4.30 in the morning because it's that auspicious time of the morning. Mm-hmm. And I just can't do it. So I'm better getting some movement in and then being like, okay, I got a little bit of that energy out. I moved things around. Now I can sit. And so for me, that's how I explain the connection between the physical asana practice. And the meditation, Um, moving energy somatically, whatever word you want to use. I love there's this uh, concept in yoga of of working your issues out of your tissues because really trauma gets stored in our cellular memory, gets stored in our tissues, it gets literally stored in the body. And so working through that, and then the mind is a little calmer. I mean, that's why people, some people can't wait for Shavasana at the end of a class. Like if you have chronic pain or an ongoing illness or some type of issue, um, you know, you need to move, right? You know, you need to do certain things to to move that energy around. And then you're like, oh, thank God it's time for this. And I can just yeah. lay here <laughs> in course <laughs> pose and like do nothing. That's really the beauty of it. Um, yeah. They say in Kundalini, you should be able to lay down and fall asleep in the snap of a finger any time of day, at any point in your life. And I'm like, well, we are not (laughs) meditating on a mountain every day. We're what's called householders. So we are, you know, very um, involved in the human condition. Um, so that's not completely realistic, but I understand the underlying concept of what they're saying is getting yourself into that relaxed state. And we are living in a time where everyone's nervous systems are very dysregulated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so to me, yoga is is, is, the, is a gift um, in, in many, many ways. But I don't try to convince anyone of that because if you feel better going for a run and that does it for you... Go for a run. But yeah. my thing with yoga is more entwined in the therapeutic aspects of like, that's great that you're a runner because I've done yoga for athletes, but let's stretch out the muscles and mm-hmm. prevent injury because when you're in your 60s, you're going to feel things a whole hell of a lot different than you are now in your 20s. Mm-hmm. So I see yoga as medicine. I see yoga as prevention. I see yoga um, do amazing ah! things for mental health.
2: Yeah love that. Um I want to just could you talk a little bit branching off of that? Talk a little bit about the benefit of yoga for kids. Um okay. I've got 3 kids and um I've heard so many great things about starting them, you know, <gasps> that it helps with the mind, that it helps with anxiety. So, um uh, could you maybe talk about that a little bit?
0: Oh yeah. So, um social emotional regulation for kids with yoga is fantastic. Um, all the things that you just said, depression, anxiety, um, even shyness, but it really is a, it really is a confidence booster. And here's why, ah. because yoga is challenging. I mean, there are challenging poses. This is why there's beginner intermediate in advance. And I teach kids yoga and I, It's one of my absolute joys, because you see these kids light up, especially when you have that kid that maybe is not the most popular kid, you know, or he's the leader. And I'm saying he, but, you know, he, she, um... Or they're, they are, um, you know, bullied or just not noticed. They don't feel seen or heard and they rock crow pose and you see it, it's like instant and they light up and it's like, I just did something I didn't think that I could ever do. So there's that also it increases athletic performance it enhances academic performance. It's amazing for memory. (gasps) It's, it's so helpful for, um, you know, studying because you're talking about dristies and focus and. Maintaining um, composure, they're learning how to regulate their emotions through breath work, and then also there's a lot of partnering with kids Mm -hmm. and a lot of playfulness. Like I always say, if you're if you're teaching kids yoga and you think these kids are going to stay on their mat and you think your job is to keep them on on their mat, go teach a different group of uh, (laughs) a different different demographic because let them. Be. Echo. Yeah, just yeah. let them be. If they want to run around the room, I'm yeah. like, little Johnny is gonna come back and join us when little Johnny's ready. They're kids, they're absorbing yeah. right. everything. Right. And for that kid who doesn't want to stay on his mat and maybe participate in all of it, he's still she, they are getting the social component. Right. So uh, kids on the spectrum really really do well with yoga. Mm. Any type of um social awkwardness, I highly recommend a yoga class. I wouldn't throw them into a bigger size class mm. So I think that can be a little intimidating. intimidating. Yeah. Um I keep the classes smaller sized for that reading uh, reason cuz I used to I used to work with the autistic population. I used to run um, an autism camp when I worked at in higher education, so I'm really sensitive to that.
2: That's awesome. That's really, really cool. I, I would be interested to see how my kids would do it. So I've never um, never heard of kids yoga before. So I think that that's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun for the teacher and it's a lot of fun for the kids.
2: Yeah, it sounds fun. <laughs>
1: I would love to see
2: the kids doing yoga accordingly. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> It would be funny. It might I help Emma that. actually. She deals a lot <laughs> with anxiety and big emotions, so she might really benefit from it. I'll have to look into it. <laughs>
0: Just, yeah, please do. do, and I'll send you. I'll send you a link to my favorite um, kids YouTube.
2: Yeah. Teacher. Yeah, she's please phenomenal.
0: do. Yeah, she's phenomenal. Cool. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs>
3: So, Carrie, I have um, one more question for you. Your career um, with yoga uh, and also with the mental health aspect, Mm -hmm. what would you say was your biggest challenge or your biggest hurdle that you had to overcome throughout the years?
0: Um, Well, some of you are, you know, you're moms. You have kids. um, So raising kids and Mm -hmm. trying to work jobs to make money while you build your business. It's like the, it's like the age old entrepreneurial story. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's moments where you want to throw in the towel and you want to give up. And then I have to phone a friend and be like, talk me off the ledge. This happens to me like once a year where I'm like, Oh gosh, what is happening? If, you know, maybe I'm a little impatient, you know, I want it to happen or things slow down or, um, I want it to go in one direction and things want to go in another and I'm resisting because I'm human and I think my way is the best way. You know, I often say to people, people, um, I'm not the same person that I was. Like I have friends from eons ago who were like, I don't even recognize you. But I will say a lot of that is because of yoga, because I was very controlling. Hmm. I had a temper. Uh, I mean, I'm feisty now and that'll never go away, but it's like a good feisty. Um, There were a lot of things about me that I didn't like. And it was a lack of emotional intelligence and emotional regulation because I came from a very chaotic household. Now I can go back and say, well, look what my family dynamic did. And that's okay for a while because you kind of need to like be mad at everybody um, Mm -hmm. because they didn't. They didn't give you the tools, right? Mm-hmm. But they did the very best that they could. And then you get to the point where you say, okay, I'm, I'm a big girl now and I have yeah. to take responsibility for this. Yeah. So um, – The hurdle was that at first, that was one of the biggest challenges was like, I need to get my stuff together here. And even when I first became a teacher, it wasn't like I was completely over the hump of all that. I mean, that's like a work in progress. So as an earlier teacher, I cringe sometimes at the things I would say to my students or my own behavior because I wasn't always a very good role model. Um, But I really was doing the best that I could with the tools that I had at the time. So now it's more really keeping myself in check. That's why I'm big on boundaries, discretion, ethics, integrity, being very transparent and authentic. Um, So that was a hurdle, like getting to that point where I'm really comfortable putting myself out there now because I feel like I carry so much integrity and that Mm -hmm. I'm super authentic. And then just being consistent because I think, as you know, like even podcasting, like it's a lot. Yeah. And you have to be very consistent. You know, your business needs to be – your and your creative endeavor always needs to be nurtured mm-hmm. and nourished. And so because I'm not at a point where I can hire out help, um, I'm kind of doing it all on my own. The marketing and the advertising and the coordinating and the graphic design and creating everything and then running the events <sighs> and teaching. That's a lot. It's a lot, but I have to t- – I love it. You like, do. I'm sure all the things yeah. that you're doing for podcasting is like, but you just love you, it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. So it's so
0: not <laughs> although, so there's always a challenge right now. Again, it's I'm so grateful for this podcast because you're asking me very different questions, and I'm so grateful for that because I think this will help people understand more about um, the integrity of yoga. Um, being in this area, I think people are kind of nervous to step out and say, "Oh, it's it's almost like I took a yoga." and i want people to be like i'm doing yoga yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) and i can still read my
1: bible and i'm like yes yes we can have it all (laughs) so i know that you have a retreat coming up could you kind of tell us about that retreat kind of um Um, about the one that's coming up. So if anybody wanted to go to it, what to expect, what things that we'll be doing while we're there, because I think we're all going to try to go to your retreat.
0: Sure. Ooh, awesome.
1: (laughs) I'm really excited about this.
0: It's at Kaluna Farm Retreat. Um, It is in Talking Rock, Georgia. Just the name of the town is like, that is so cool. (laughs) I like saw the name of the town and I was like, I want to book this and I don't even know what it looks like. I'm just like Talking Rock. (laughs) Um, they're lovely. They're family run and owned. Um, the, the whole history is on the website. It's April 28th to the 30th. It's a 98 organic farm and we get the entire farm to ourselves. That's cool. So I can only take up to 15 people, um, unless people want a primitive camp and I can't let people pay for primitive camping until I have 10 people booked for lodging. That's not my rule. That's their rule. Um, but the lodging is Ah! off the hook. There's a, um, a rooster roost. Uh, there's an authentic log cabin. That's like, like, I'm like, Ah! I always tell my kids I'm Laura Ingalls. They're like, what, who are you talking about? And I'm like, Laura. "Laura, Laura." (laughs) Coolest chick ever in the history of TV. (laughs) And I saw this log cabin. I was like, that's my home. (laughs) Um, and then there's a tree house. Like you can actually stay in a tree house. I'm like, how, and it, I think it has a slide like oh, that's, that's Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then I'm in a year I'm staying in the, the wooden year and all our facilities have kitchens, but it's farm to table meals. All the meals are included yoga twice a day, breathing meditation. If you'd like to join me hikes every day. Um, for the two days that we're there, you get a farm tour. There's a farm workshop, and it's because I only work with women. I work with men in classes and events, but for uh, retreats, it's only for women. Yeah. And – um the farm workshop is going to be led by Megan, who is, the, is one of the owners. And I chose to do women's hormone balance and just nurturing the endocrine system because our endocrine systems are very bombarded. And that's why we're seeing rises of uterine and ovarian cancer and polycystic ovarian syndrome. And women are going into menopause and perimenopause much younger than ever. Um, the rate of hysterectomies is up. So I'm really passionate about that. And she was like, Yeah, we'll make like a tincture or a tea or a salve. So it's all included the food, the lodging, and everything. Nice.
2: That sounds, awesome. sounds
0: exciting. <laughs> yeah, the hiking is easy to moderate. These are not like, you do not need to be an avid yogi. You do not need to be an avid hiker. You are responsible to bring a mat and clothes to wear for yoga and your own hiking stuff. But when I say like we're going hiking, you don't need trekking poles and a huge backpack. And uh, (laughs) that's good. (laughs) In a wilderness first aid, so I have a medical grade first aid kit, and I'm CPR certified. So if you get injured out in the wild, I'm pretty confident that you're in good hands. so there's that. I mean, I think it's good to know that, you know, somebody's leading sure. you into the wilderness for hikes. Yeah. You don't want, I don't want to turn around and be like, oh, that looks bad. <laughs> You're
2: screwed. sorry. Good
0: luck, <laughs> That's not helpful. <laughs> what is this teacher doing? Um, and we can do yoga inside and outside. And there's lots of livestock. There's some rules with the livestock, but we can visit the livestock. So, you know, I mean, two and a half days of that, and they're super flexible with check-in and check-out. I was like, "When is check-in and check-out?" She's like, "Whenever you want it to be." I was like, "Okay." Nice. <laughs> <All right. laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So, it's a uh, I, I, it's 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 a really nice way to connect, create community. Meet new people, regulate the nervous system, um, you're, you know, learn a new skill set. And just, I think after COVID, I think we're just really craving authentic connection and yeah. time in nature and relaxation. Um, and I think people are on board with that now because I think COVID really kind of scared people straight. Like I really, wellness is now a priority. And I love yeah. that that's the most positive thing because I call COVID the thief of all joy. And then I was like, well, that's a little critical and harsh, Carrie. Like, where (laughs) you're a yoga teacher. You need to make a positive spin on it. And I was like, well, people are into wellness now. So that's
2: a good one.
1: Yeah. Love it. Love it. Um, Well, before we start wrapping it up, um, did you have anything that you wanted to add or say? No, this is, I I think I've been thorough enough. I'm so deeply grateful
0: um, for the three of you. Again, I cannot say enough that you are like... So
1: adorable. I just love
0: it. Um, I even love the name. I was like, these are the cutest people ever. I want to be their best friend. Um, I love what you do and, I, and the energy. And I'm just super, super grateful. I hope that, um, you know, I often say that if someone's listening to this, I don't need you to become my student. I am just super stoked if, if somebody listening goes out there and just explores you know, gets curious and takes a class. And, and, and I hope that you have a positive experience and that it does for you what it does for, for many people.
1: Love that! Right. And we were so grateful to have you on here. We had such a great time. Before we close out, there's two things. Um, can you tell us how we find you? Your website, where we can find the retreat, all your social media handles, and then I would also kind of want to meet your bird. <laughs> I will try my best.
0: Chive is like Chive is so ticked right now. He wants out of the cage. Um, so my Facebook is Carrie Holshue. Um, my Instagram is carry dot soul wellness and my website is soulpurposewellness.com. And then Perfect. if you go on my website and go under uh, wellness retreats, you'll see the retreat information. Perfect. But you can't, I don't have a scheduler yet. So you see the details and the marketing, and then you just you just contact me to make payment. Okay.
1: All right. Yeah, yeah we'll put all that. that, I'm, in
0: that, the I'm, that fancy, I'm not that fancy yet. I'm okay. not like house yet
1: we'll put all of that information in our show notes and all that so Thank if anybody you. didn't pick it up in the audio they can at least get it from that uh, mom all right? i right i'm gonna know? try
0: to i'm gonna try to get chive on is this is so funny because i did this today with my daughter i was like do you want to meet chive on facetime and she's <laughs> like this <is> so weird <laughs> he's upside down right now chive Can you you (laughs) share? Hi, you're on camera chive. (laughs) Hi. Say hello. Say hello. Oh, now
2: he's quiet. Now he's quiet. You're
0: getting attention. You're a star now. You're (laughs) on TV. Hello. Camera chive.
2: Can you say
0: hello? No.
3: As
0: soon as I walk away, he'll say it. I love you. Okay.
1: He's so perplexed. Him, it's hilarious. He's a
0: really be- he's a really beautiful bird, though.
1: I love yeah, the colors when that. I can see for colors. Yeah.
0: So colorful. And then he um the first time we met, I was super skittish. I had to get used to him because he'll like fly all over and then he'll just like fly right on your back. He landed on my head one day. <laughs> and I was like super panicked, but um and the girl I moved in with was a little nervous. She was like, oh, I don't know how this is gonna go cause she she hasn't had a roommate since she's had him. And then like my second day in, I think I was cooking and he just like flew over. And I'm like, I can't keep panicking. Like we have to, yeah. we have to become friends. And I put my arm out. And if you tell him, walk down my arm, he will. If you say, go to my, <gasps> my hands, he will. He's just, And then you can say, walk back up my arm, and he'll walk back up. Um, and then if I bring him over to his, like, one of his perches, and I say, step down, he literally steps down onto the perch. They're very smart.
3: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's interesting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us today. Please continue to support us by subscribing. We're on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're on all the things. Haha, uh-huh, I said it. So make sure uh-huh. that you follow us. If you have a topic you'd like us to talk about or you want to be on the podcast, you can uh, email us at waywardlasses at gmail.com or go to our website, www.waywardlasses.com where there is a podcast request form fill out and that will send you straight to us. We can get you on the show. Um, but other than that, um, mom, do you want to close us out for today?
3: I'm like, oh my God, I'm sitting here just like listening. <laughs> <laughs> just listening. Yes, of course. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Thank you to our special guest, Carrie, for taking the time to be with us as well. Um, Until next time, we are the Wayward Laxus, reminding you to keep it real. Bye, guys, and thanks, Carrie. Thanks, Carrie. (laughs) Bye, everybody.